This episode is brought to you by our Patreon page over at patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. Which means this episode is brought to us by you. Right? That's how not it works. no, not me. No, no, the fan. Right, yeah. The yes. listener. We're talking when I say you, I mean the listeners. Yes, the the figurative you, right? Yes. But, but nobody else is in here with us as we record this. Who I'm are you lo- talking I, about? I'm looking at the computer when I say it. Oh, oh. oh no. Alright. So just go to GameZilla Media on Patreon.com. There you'll be able to choose your patronage level and get different access to the shows. So you can get early access to the GameZilla Alpha. Exclusive content for The Legend of Retro and Noobs and Dragons. Noobs and Dragons? The show with that handsome devil, Craig WK? Well, almost all of those words were right. Yeah. And if you go on there and sign up, you can also get access to a private Discord channel in our Discord group. Basically, the more dollars you give us, the more things we can give you. Exactly. So go to patreon.com slash gamesillamedia and become a patron today. Do it. Yeah. Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is The Legend of Retro. Welcome to this week's Legend of Retro podcast. My name is Chops. And I'm Craig WK. Hi, Craig. Hey, Chops. Welcome to the depths of heck. This week, (laughs) we are talking about Diablo 2 for the PC. Yeah, it was uh, released on June 29th of 2000, which doesn't sound that long ago until you realize it was 18 years ago, and it was shortly uh, after that ported to the Mac. This hack-and-slash action RPG allowed you to choose from a set of heroes and battle against the forces of darkness. What are the heroes, Craig? Without looking oh, at your notes. Oh, without looking, setting the notes down. So uh, I'm not as experienced with this game, so this will actually be uh, interesting to see if I can get it right. You had a barbarian, right? Yep. Okay. You had an Amazon? Yep. Okay. Uh, you had, uh, was it a mage or a wizard? Nope. No, a necromancer. Yep. Necromancer. Uh, you had a, was there a monk? No. No. Why did I think monk? There's a new one. In the new Diablo, there's a monk. Oh, that must be why. Because I played a little bit of uh, uh, Diablo 3. Mm-hmm. So that, that like I keep thinking, like, witch doctor. And I'm like, no, no that's not no, it. No, that's not it. Uh, so let's see. What else was there? There was there's a... two left. Paladin. Yes. Paladin. Uh, when I played Diablo 2, I played a paladin. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. we'll get to that. Uh, and then, what am I missing? Uh, Amazon Barbarian, Necromancer, uh, Paladin. What else would there be? Uh... It is a magic user. It is a magic user. I. Uh, it wouldn't be a, like sorcerer, sorceress, sorceress, sorceress. Yes, oh, okay. Yes, yes. In my defense, mage wizard is pretty close to sorcerer. It uh, is, but if you were talking about D and D, would you say that they're pretty close? No, because a wizard is learned and he has to study his magic, and the sorceress is innately born with it. All right, fair yeah, enough. There you go. So Diablo 2, yes, it's a dungeon crawler, and you play uh, as one of these characters. I think one of them, though, was added in the expansion, or did you have all those up front? Oh, maybe, yeah. I think uh, uh, maybe there were a few. Uh, oh, uh, you know what? No, those were all the original. Because the, the two characters that were added in the expansion were the assassin and That's the druid. The assassin. So I played a lot of the assassin in that in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the assassin, really? Yeah. Um, I, so like I played this at my friend's house. He had Diablo two. I didn't have it. I didn't have a computer that was up to spec. And I don't think my parents really wanted me to play it. 
So like, it, but I wasn't those. So <laughs> you mean a game where you fight the devil? Well, so like, <laughs> my brother had explained a few times uh, in uh, in his show, the Last Action Podcast, uh-huh. that like we didn't really weren't censored as mm-hmm. kids. Yeah. We could kind of watch or play whatever we wanted. But I think because it said Diablo in the title, they kind of stayed away from El it. Diablo. If it if it literally had any other title, I'm pretty sure they would have bought it for me. Um, they didn't care about the the contents. Magic Assassin's trip through Devil Land. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think they would have cared. But I played it at my friends, and you're gonna love this. Uh-huh. Okay, so 2000s ish. We're in high yeah, school. Yeah. What was a popular that is not not used whatsoever peripheral for computers in that era? A peripheral that was used that was, that w- was used in that era for for the computer. That was pretty popular. Pretty popular peripheral. Uh, God, I have no idea. What's uh, a typical peripheral for for a computer for well, computer gaming? I, I a mouse. Uh, you okay. have uh, uh, the keyboard. Right, uh, yeah. So <laughs> what else? What is kind there? of what kind of mouse would have been really popular in the two thousands? Oh. I, in the 2000s, I have no idea. I know like gaming mouses are big with all the different buttons and stuff, but like, what what do you like? What kind of mouse are you talking about? I'm talking about a upright trackball mouse. Oh no! No, those oh, were super no. popular in the day. Oh so, man, I don't think they were that popular though, Chops. I think they were around, but I don't think people actually liked them. So I knew a lot of people that had them. Really? And my friend who I went over to play this game at, that's all they had. So it was the, the, so, like the, the ball you move around? No. So you put your hand like on the mouse, uh-huh. and it's like like if you're going to go shake someone's hand, okay. slightly tilted in towards your body, and the trackball is where your, two in, your first finger and your middle finger are at. That's so weird. And you can move it with your finger, or you could uh, click with your thumb on, oh, on the thing. So oh, no, no, sorry, sorry, it was the other way around. You move with your thumb, and you click with your finger. Sorry. So you move the trackball with your thumb. Oh, that's so weird. It was really weird. And I don't remember how I played it like that. I did. But I don't remember how well it was. <laughs> wow, I, that is so bizarre. He, I I would not have imagined. It was it was a white mouse. It had the red trackball on it. <laughs> it was just the weirdest thing. I and I again I don't remember how well I did. But whenever I would go over to play video games on his computer, that's what we would use. And so I played a lot of Diablo with that trackball and StarCraft because that's where I learned that. Um, <laughs> And I'm just trying to think back, like, that's not functional. That's not easy because, like, like I could I could understand like you're moving from screen to screen and you're clicking a lot in the game. You sure. want to get to somewhere, but like if I needed to get a potion, like I gotta go finally hit that. Or I guess I use hotkeys a lot. Oh, I use okay. the keyboard a lot to. Fu- so the mouse is essentially just for clicking, and then I used WASD. Uh, I used other controls around the the keyboard to hit buttons for spells and, and potions and things like that. Okay, so uh, and, and you'll have to ref- uh, refresh my memory. So WASD does work for Diablo. Like you can move. You around could move with around that. like okay. that, yeah. But I I did it. So I think we did it as, as a dual thing. So we used WASD to move, and then we used the trackball click and hold to change angle. Because WASD moves you either up, down, left, or right. It doesn't move you at an angle. So then you would we would click and hold and use the mouse to move the angle. And then we had like uh, one, two, three, four were the spells. I think we had T as potion. And like I I was back in the day, I was really good at left hand keyboard, right hand mouse, and just going to town on playing video games like that. Nice. So man, the trackball. Yeah, it was. It's. I whenever I see one, I'm always like, man. 
do I get one just for funsies and try to get good at it? And then like <laughs> oh, man, maybe you should. maybe that could be a gimmick stream. Like I play everything on a trackball mouse. Trackball mouse, man. Trackball mouse chops. Maybe that would be a, a cool gimmick. Oh well, it wouldn't be a cool gimmick. Nah, I it, it would be a, be a gimmick. It'd but be it would be a pretty dang cool <laughs> gimmick, Craig. I don't think you're understanding how cool I would be with a trackball mouse. Well, you'll have to throw on like a uh, uh, I'm trying to think of like 2000s fashion. Uh, oh, back, uh, trust like the Backstreet Boys have like some frosted tips. And, yeah, there uh, you go. Um, Frost those like, tips. The silver chain necklace with uh, some really baggy pants and a button up. So you'd look like Guy Fieri? <laughs> no, I don't think he wears baggy pants. But yes, I'd look like Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri is literally the embodiment of 2000. You know, uh, I I I I feel bad making fun of him because he's a great guy. He's yeah, he's like he's supposed to be this great guy. He's an awesome dude, but like he's got the frosted tips and everything. Yeah, yeah, it it would be be great. So, I guess we should talk about this game, shouldn't we? Probably. <laughs> uh, so I I was gonna say so the the gameplay you kind of ran through it already. It's kind of a point and click, and you hack and slash through. You know, who creatures who of the yeah. dead, yeah, basically you, monsters and stuff. You get experience, you can level up your skills, you have gold that you collect, your armor is, can get fatigued, so you have to repair it. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get new upgraded armor, you can get special things like rare items. Oh, yeah, and that's one of the big draws items. of Diablo. The Diablo series is the fact that, like, you, you take down enemies and they drop gear. Right, you get normal magical set, uh, magical pieces, sets, rares, and uniques. Yeah, and that, that that was the first game series that really defined loot. Like, like, ooh, I want loot. Ooh, yeah. I need loot. Ooh, I need to play this game forty hours or more a day for loot. Even though you can't do that in a day because there's more <laughs> forty hours in a day. But anyways, yeah, yeah, I know where you're going though. Like a lot of games, like Destiny, I mm-hmm. think is heavily influenced by that. Oh sure. Um, World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft. All those kind of games. Well, World of Warcraft was out by 2000, wasn't it? Oh, I don't think it was. I think it was like 2002-ish. They're both Blizzard games. Yeah. I, either way. I want to talk about that as well. Okay. But yeah, but loot is a huge thing in this game because you have different difficulties in yeah. the game. You have normal, you have uh, nightmare, and hell. And depending on your difficulty, there's different rarities of items that will drop at a certain percentage. Right, yeah. So if you're playing on the hardest difficulty mode, you're going to more likely receive the Better the items. uniques and legendaries and what have you. You know, all the, all the best treasure is going to be, you know, obtained on that mode. Right. But it, it, can it all feasibly be earned on the easiest mode? It's just a lot it, harder to get? It's so... Yes, basically your likelihood of rarer drops happens as you increase difficulty and mm-hmm. you could spend probably less time if you get better or stronger in the game playing yeah. and then the higher difficulties they get better armor. Really there comes a point where like yeah, I got to farm a ton of normal or hardcore before or a nightmare before I can get to the hell mode. But, uh, yeah, you could essentially get some, but it's not going to be as good when they drop, and it's not going to be as frequent. Yeah, I gotcha. And, uh, honestly, like, like when it comes to the gameplay, that's about it, right? Like, you, you run around, you kill monsters, you collect loot, well, you get they're, stronger. They're proced- well, in the story, I think they're still procedurally generated. They're, oh, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. They're specific areas. You know, you have four acts in the in the game, and then in the expansion you got a fifth act. And the four acts are uh, Act 1 is similar to the original Diablo. It's called the Rogue Encampment. Act 2 is like ancient Egypt. 
Act three is like in a Central American jungle. Um, and they're all inspired off of like real places in the world. Yeah. And Act four is in hell. And then Act five <laughs> is basically where Act four left off, and you're in a mountain called Mount Arit, which is like after hell and all these things. Yeah, because the, the gist of the game is that Diablo, the devil, is essentially like ascending into the world, monsters are coming out, and you play this hero, you know, whether you're the barbarian, whether you're the, the paladin, etc., who goes on this quest in order to, uh, you know, defeat the devil, essentially. Yeah, and you'll fight his minions, mm-hmm. his servants of evil, and other devils and, got, like, lords of hell. Yeah, like, there's other demon Belial, lords and stuff. Asmodan. I don't think Asmodan's in this one, or... Or Asmodeus, maybe his name is. I get them all confused. There's a lot of devils. There's a lot of devils, and I've, the most recent Diablo I've played is three. Uh-huh. So that's all I'm thinking about is is those guys. But there it's are, a really – oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, as, as a quick aside, there are so many, like, names of devils well, like in, thing, in, is, in, like, in, like, mythology and in fiction and – potentially real life well yeah and i don't think most of those are in the bible per se it's like a subset of based on the bible or yeah like like it's uh it's honestly uh to the best of my knowledge it's a lot of things like uh uh and not even like necessarily like the Dead Sea Scrolls or something like that. It's no, like it's uh, it's like it's like Dante's uh, Inferno. Inferno is one of them. Yeah, There's, poems, epic poems, and things. Like yeah, I uh, I uh, another big one uh, which characterized uh, the devil was uh, uh, Paradise Lost. Yep. Uh, you know, you you have, there's so many different like ancient stories where like they named devils and stuff, and they just sort of kind of got wormed into like it the merged into the, the the vernacular when you refer to typical religion things. Abaddon, stuff. Mephistopheles, I uh, I yep. uh, you have Beelzebub. You, yep. There's just so many different devils out there. Craig, and you know, there's yeah. just a bunch. Yeah, there's just so many. Oh god, <laughs> um, and it's really it's a epic. It's it it's it feels like an epic poem, the game, because you just minion after minion after minion, you're fighting death, and you go and you fight Diablo, and I won't spoil the ending, but like you know, like these games don't end well usually, <laughs> um, because devils are involved. Um, I mean, typically when you're in, involved in dirty dealings involving the human soul, yes, normally things don't go smooth. To me, it was the perfect representation of the time of Dungeons and Dragons. Without the 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 banding party, so like if it had multiplayer, like I think it would have been the perfect representation. Like okay, four Ooh. player multiplayer. It had co op. I think I was gonna say yeah. It, uh, but, uh, did you want to touch base on the uh, the multiplayer? Because well, it is possible. It is possible. I mean, well, did you have anything you wanted to say about Blizzard? Sure. Or yeah. uh, well, uh, we'll get into this first. Yeah. Okay. So we, since you brought up multiplayer, it is possible via LAN. Yes. Uh, or uh, Battle Net, their online service. Yeah. Uh, Diablo 2 was designed with online play in mind as the game has a more wide open space. Right. And uh, there are also aura spells. Like the Paladin has aura abilities that buff your comrades. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like it, they're, they're, it was designed to be, you know, have a more multiplayer kind of aspect. Uh, and while the game is PvE, you can have up to eight people 
playing at once. Yeah, I never did that. I, I wasn't able to. Well, yeah, I, it was I mean, it was eight very computers infeasible. Land yeah. into, the only time I've ever done that was at a specific land party that was played for days, oh, and crazy. nobody ever played that. And it, the room was so hot because of the, all the computers <laughs> on tables. <laughs> it was disgusting. <laughs> yeah, that's a land party for you. But nowadays, you but can, they're so fun. You could do it over Battle.net. It's yeah, so you know. easy. But like. And, and I didn't know a lot of people played that game. So to me at that mm-hmm. time, if I could have eight people playing this game at once, it would have been D&D for me. It probably would have been pretty close. It would have been sort of your precursor to Dungeons and yeah. Dragons, before, well before Noobs and Dragons. Right. I, uh, and then the other uh, uh, aspect for multiplayer is there are technically, there's no PvP per se, but there are duels. Yes, you can duel each yeah, other. Yeah, you can do like for bragging you know, rights. Yeah, basically. And you can also recruit other um Things in the game, like oh, characters NPCs in the game, the, and stuff, uh, like scoundrel or something like that. Like you could you recruit one to help you fight along in the battle in the battles. But. I see. I uh, and uh, and you had also brought up Blizzard, yes, uh, which is is a, a pretty uh, uh, important thing to chat about, you know, because they're, they're a, a large big, company. They're pretty big, and I think we all know that their most beloved game and most played game is the Lost Vikings. What? <laughs> They made Lost Vikings. I don't even know what the game is. Oh, it's like a, a weird platform puzzler. It's a lot of fun. We we should actually talk about it at some point. Okay. The Lost Vikings is cool. You play three different Vikings uh, that all have their own unique abilities, and they all interact with this like puzzle game. It's it's a really cool okay. game. It's very cool. Uh, but uh, yeah, they they made World of Warcraft. They made Starcraft. They made uh, regular Warcraft. Uh, and despite it being a sequel, I. Uh, Released only a few years after the first game in the series, Diablo 1, uh, it only shared 1% of its code. It is wow. an almost entirely new game. Like, they, they almost designed it from the ground up. There is only apparently, like, about a percent that was shared with Diablo 1. Uh, project lead Eric Schaefer said that there was no official design document, and they just started making up new stuff. They just, like, kind of went off the rails and did their thing. <laughs> That's that's what I was reading. I like that though, like because that that means they had a, like a lot of love and excitement for this. Yeah, absolutely. So like just to be because you know nowadays it's how do we package the how do we make new content but package it within a a monetary thing. Yeah, but old Blizzard guys, you know, like. Mm-hmm. Just to be able to like, oh, we'll put this up, oh, we'll put this up, we'll put this up, like it's fun. Yeah, and uh, another thing to to I want to note about Blizzard is uh they. Not re- not necessarily recently, but they occasionally release patches for it. Yes. The current version no longer supports its original operating software, Windows 95 or 98, like when it first came out. So Blizzard is technically still investing in Diablo they 2. They do that? They, they did that with StarCraft. They came out and they reimagined the original StarCraft, and then they made it free. So you can play original StarCraft... Off of Battle.net, download it for free. StarCraft 2, I think you might even be able to play for th- for free. 3, you have to pay for. Um, Dude, I want World of War- or I want Warcraft Tides of Darkness. That's yeah, what I see, want. So Warcraft 2, Tides of Darkness. Why haven't they brought back a lot of Warcraft stuff? I don't know. Because, I, like, everyone loves Warcraft 3. Like, yeah. so many people love that. I played Warcraft 2. Warcraft 2, Tides of Darkness was my jam back then. I never I was, played a Warcraft game. I really, really liked that. In fact, that was where I uh, like my my love of villains sort of chimed in because I was the horde. Like I got to play trolls and you know like summon for dragons yeah. and orcs and uh, the the ogres. Uh huh. Oh god, the two headed ogres were so much fun. When you would click on them, 
just a quick aside, you'd click on them and they'd say stop. Yep. And when you click on the two-headed ogres, like one of them would be like, we're ready, master. And the other one would be like, no, we're not. Yes, we are. And they'd like argue with each other and stuff. Uh, that was my favorite thing about Blizzard games is the small voice acting that they do for each character, like in StarCraft, like uh-huh. the fire bats and the vultures. Like, like oh, yeah, <laughs> I so love fun. that stuff. It's so fun. So unique little touches yeah. on there. Blizzard, uh, you know, despite the fact that there's, like, huge juggernaut now and they, you know, World of Warcraft, they, you know, they keep releasing these expansions. And, you know, with each expansion, you have people that are for it and you have a lot yes. of people that are against it. I've heard with the newest expansions, they've been kind of going back they're to their just, roots. But, they're uh, really good storytellers, and they they put a lot of detail into mm-hmm. things. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, uh, so Diablo 2, uh, so you played it a bunch when you were a... a in high school. In high yeah. school then. Uh, I actually kind of have a negative story about Diablo 2. Oh, okay. My opinions on Diablo 2 are not great. Now, don't be wrong. I know it's this like legendary game, and it's and it's actually like a fun game. Like yeah. people really, really dig it. But I uh, here's the thing: when I was told about this game, it was by a an old friend that I don't really talk to anymore. And uh, actually, it is the same person who, if if our listeners are familiar with the the uh, the chronology, if you will, of Legend of Retro, the person who took back Xander's Dreamcast, it is the same person. To give you an idea. Took back? Yeah, Xander had a Dreamcast, and then that person like was like, oh, well, I didn't really give it to you and like took it back, and so Xander like lost his Dreamcast. Oh, okay. I don't know about this. Yeah, that, that was uh, – maybe – I don't even know if you were on that episode, honestly. It was okay. quite a while ago. But uh, anyway, so so uh, so this guy like had me download Diablo 2. I bought the game per his request, get Diablo 2 going. In fact – Maybe it was like a present or something, like for a birthday. I don't remember exactly. Uh, so I don't want to make it seem like you forced me to buy this game, you know. But I could have. I don't remember. So download Diablo or uh, install Diablo two. Start playing it. And he's like, you know, oh, you should play the Paladin. And I was like, oh, should I? And he's like, yeah, yeah, it'll be easier. And like when we play together, like you'll you'll have the auras that'll help me. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then he's like, all right, let's click on that. Okay. He's like, click on that. Okay. Click on that. Okay. Click on that. Oh, the whole time he was like this? It was just, like, behind my back teaching me how to play, but it was just, like... Not explaining anything? Yeah, it was just sort of like, yeah, click on this, click on this, go here, talk to this guy. Okay, get this. All right, go here. And it was just him blitzing me through the game so I could, like, do, like, I guess the end game content or whatever, playing through the, like, the end. And I was just so bored. I was just sitting there clicking on things, and I was just like, I mean, I guess paladins are okay. That sucks. Yeah, that was my experience with Diablo 2. Now, Diablo 3 was a more organic experience because I actually it? played it. Diablo 3, I do. Oh, we should play sometime. Well, here's the thing, though. I, I got kind of bored with the game. Like, I, I played it for a bit, and I just sort of was like, okay, I mean, yeah, it, the dungeons procedurally generate. That's kind of neat. You know, it means that they, they're never the same each time. I like the Witch Doctor. I like throwing like because I I got to the point where I I wanted to see how many like summons I could have and so I would just like throw these like canisters that create spiders and like there's just spiders and like giant zombies yeah. and zombie dogs everywhere so I'm just surrounded by this mob of dead things and I'm like that's kind of neat but I just I don't know I I don't like I, it didn't like stick with me like I'm more than willing to give it another chance it well the the necromancer expansion I just bought. So it'd be fun to go through the story as a character that I haven't played before, and, oh. and be be cool to go through this because I play mostly end game content and just try to 
beef up my wizard. Yeah. Because my wizard's a beast. <laughs> and it'd be fun to actually... Like, start the game start again. Start the game again and go through the story as a different character. Well, there's uh, there's also the... Isn't it, like, uh, uh, what is it called? The mo- hardcore mode, where you, if you die... You, oh, if you die, you, your character gets deleted? Yeah, I'm afraid <laughs> to do that. Oh, they have that in Diablo 2 as well. Oh, do they? Yeah. Nice! It's I, a kind of a typical thing for these games, is that if you really want to challenge... You play a game where if you die, you're dead. You I almost wanna, over. I almost want to do that just because I know that I'm gonna die in a stupid way and I, I'm just gonna be so bad. So whenever I'm tempted to do that, I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. And I'm, I always think back, I'm like, but what if I get like ninety percent of the way through the game <laughs> and then you die? And I die. Oh, oh that would be how so bad. Frustrating. Will I? Frustrating. How will do, I be? How can you? And imagine? how would I never play that game again? <laughs> You would never, yeah. I, I, I don't think I would ever touch it again. But at this point, I'm not touching Diablo three right now, anyway. True, you don't really have much to lose. I, I, I don't be, have a horse in the race. You know what we should do? We should make a pact where we only play hardcore characters, and if we die, we have to make another one. So like we have to like we have you know, to start all over. So, but would both of us have to start over? Because if we're playing mm-hmm. together, I, I would say yeah. If one of us <laughs> dies, we both have to start over. <laughs> That would be, you know what? Let's let, we're gonna plan that out at some point uh, for our listeners who are interested. Maybe maybe we'll try to like keep you up on uh, to yeah. date on like pay, uh, uh, Discord. Uh, we're we're gonna see what we can come up with for that because that does sound we interesting. Could, we could make it a party of four and and just get two other people, or it could just be the two of us. Because I know I know Matrick on stage plays. Oh, does he? Um, Test plays. Oh, so we have a, quite a Grimlock few team members. Plays. I think Tony the glitch bot. A copy. Oh. So there's a few, quite a few people. Maybe even Spectre has How it. How many people? Uh, you can only have four in a party. Oh, okay, so we would so have to have, have two to, other people. We'd have to choose, but oh, well, arguably they could have that packed themselves and like you know get a, a or group whoever together. what yeah. four is on that night. Yeah, something like that. Oh, God. It'd be so mean. As soon as one person dies, though, everybody it's has just, to die. It's just like yeah, it's over. the The run is done. Yeah. Oh man, that would be. I would so be dead weight. Oh God! I'd just be creating minions, and everyone would be like, just, "Craig, play more strategically." Every, everybody's a paladin. <laughs> <laughs> just to keep you alive. It's just the me as the witch doctor. Sorry, everyone, Crusader. Yeah, everyone else is keeping me alive. <laughs> oh man. Oh geez. Um, do you have anything else you want to say about your time with this game? I just. I'm sad for you that it, it, Diablo it just, 2 I, was, was a bad taste in your mouth. It, yeah, Diablo 2 left a bad taste in my mouth, and Diablo 3 just didn't, like, I didn't catch on. It didn't yeah. latch on. And so, uh, I don't know. Like, this this game series is really interesting. It's very, you know, like, it's gritty very, and dark. very dark, very cinematic. Every The music in the game is amazing. We'll get to in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But it's the storytelling of the of Blizzard games. It's essential. It's exactly what Blizzard does well, and it's great storytelling. Yeah, with great with a great foundation of mechanics. I feel like Blizzard games, and maybe you'll disagree, but hear me out. This is my theory, or or what I'm putting forth. I don't think Blizzard has good stories. I think they have good storytelling. I would uh because at yeah, least- I would agree with that because because the the. There's a variety, because they're typical stories. There's there's mm-hmm. not anything out of the ordinary, but the way that they're portrayed and explained, yeah, I could see that. Because especially with World of Warcraft, yeah. you have multiple continents you go to. You have multiple races. You have characters. You're not going to get a full story unless you talk to everybody. Mm-hmm. But they don't have, like, it's not like a movie. Right. It's, it's, there's not anything engaging as far as, like, 
oh, I'm going to watch this cinematic scene and it's going to make me amped up the play. Not well, really. Here's the thing, though. Uh, I, I almost disagree with that really? because in World of Warcraft, I like the uh, even like late last night, right as I was going to bed, I, I wanted to like watch one more video just before I go to bed. You know, I was just like, ah, you know, relax a little bit and then hit the hay. And I ended up watching a uh, uh, this this guy online on YouTube. Uh, I think his username is like Noble. No, Noble Warrior. Yeah, Noble Warrior ninety nine. No, I think it's just Noble 80, like eighty seven or something oh. like that. But he, but he does he does like introspective videos on World of Warcraft. Oh, okay. And he just he has one on Vorak Sourfang, who is just this like old grizzled orc warrior. And he's just really cool. Like I really like him. And like you know, he like it's this super engaging story. That's like I mean, at the end of the day, it's a story about a bunch of space orcs flying around, like hitting on this planet of Azeroth, and you know they they you know form this union and stuff. It's kind of dumb, but I really like it. I don't know what so it then is. Maybe it's the characters. Maybe it's the characters. I don't know. I uh, I don't uh, know because it doesn't seem like a role playing game to me cinematic wise like no i mean it, for the most part the game is not but uh, but there are some cinematics and when yeah. when we get those cinematics in world of warcraft they're typically really really high end the the uh, animation yeah, they look looks nothing great. like the game <laughs> they look nothing like the game yeah nothing like the game at all and uh but they you know they they they're, they're super exciting cuz it's like oh man like this is awesome like oh this is great like you know this character is it's in it and blah 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 you know and i don't know i i i just i think blizzard has a a fun way of of uh, doing their storytelling because it's not that they have like sweeping epics that deserve a Pulitzer. They just, they're just fun and I don't know what it is. Yeah. It's the, the it factor they got. Yeah, I guess so. Um, So a couple of things I want to talk about in the game before yeah. we get into music. Uh-huh. Diablo 2 on its debut yeah. sold 184,000 units. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. But in one and a half month, it sold... Two million copies, oh, and wow. in 2000, the 2000 edition of Guinness Book of World Records, it became the fastest selling computer game ever sold. Wow! And it had over more than a million units in the first two weeks. And then at the sales during the the year of 2000, it reached 2.75 million globally, and 33 percent of the copies were sold outside the United States, with South Korea making up the largest as far as the international market goes. Because yeah. Blizzard's very big in Korea and uh, South Korea, so yeah. And, Blizzard's and real big because StarCraft is big there. Yep. You know, yeah, absolutely. Um, so this game was sold a lot, and then at the end of two, as of June 29th, two thousand one. Diablo sold four million copies worldwide. Wow, and that's a lot for the two thousands. Like nowadays, like games are much more readily available, so you're reaching millions pretty easily. But of this game, that's around the devil and for the PC. Like four million copies in a year. That is insane. That's a lot of games. That is yeah. That is a, a ton of games. And uh, one of the funnest things about Diablo mm -hmm. is Blizzard's humor. Um, with the thing called uh, the cow the cow level, level? yes. So, Which I've heard doesn't exist. Cow level doesn't it exist. It doesn't, it doesn't exist. It doesn't, <laughs> it does, it doesn't. It, I'm pretty sure it doesn't exist. Uh, so it's a running joke from the original Diablo that started as an internet rumor, and it involved like this hoax that there was a secret portal that would open up, mm -hmm. and you would find just cows. Just mm. a secret cow level. Oh. Um, oh. 
Moo. So yeah, so Blizzard just kind of ran with it and <laughs> and just made fun of stuff and like in StarCraft, there's a cheat called "There is no cow level." Um, <laughs> that, just, I'm pretty sure there's to, no cow level to, to deny it. And then on April 1st in 1999, a Diablo 2 screenshot uh, came out uh, featuring cows fighting, and people wondered if it was an April Fool's joke, uh-huh. and that or if there was really a secret cow level, and it turned out to be true. There was a secret cow level. In Diablo 2, yes. In Diablo 2. In Diablo but it was, 2, it was a running joke for, through 1, and t- 2, there was one there. And in 3, they had the rainbow level. Have you ever been to the rainbow no. level? No. You don't know about this? No. Oh, in 3, I so I can get you to the rainbow level. Okay. Um, you open up this portal with the staff of herding, it's called. Uh-huh. And you go, and it's... It's like everything's like fluffy clouds, <laughs> rainbow patches, <laughs> pots of gold. Not like you don't get a ton of stuff, but you kill unicorns and, <laughs> and small teddy bears oh, and like uh, flowers. Like you just kill all these cute things that are attacking you, and it's like a, it's crazy. It's a lot of fun. That's awesome. I uh, I have seen the cow level with my own two eyes. Yes, I I was shown it's the cow really level. It's really funny. It's it's almost. It, there's almost like it's funny, but like there's almost a creepy factor because it's just these herds of bipedal cows, yes, yeah, with like axes and stuff, yeah, and they're just like moo 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 moo. It's essentially what the rainbow level's like, except for there's an enormous amount of blood splurting out of these things. <laughs> so great. Um, That's hilariously grisly. And there isn't any percent speed run of Diablo Two: oh, okay. Lord of Destruction. How long do you think it took? I. Diablo seems like a pretty long game, uh, but it's a speed run, so they're flying through it. Uh, I guess you only have to kill bosses, so I don't know, maybe uh, a couple of hours? What character do you think they chose? Oh, the the maybe Barbarian. All right, so first place right now, currently holding the world record, is Sil- Slimak. Uh-huh. I don't know who that is. Uh, for an hour and 12 minutes and 39 seconds wow. with the Sorceress. The Sorceress, really? Yes. Is it the AoE? So I think there it's something to do with being able to like blink, you know, like teleport really fast, oh. uh, movements maximize with them in, in regards to weapon or certain items, and then yeah, certain see. spells and things. Because um, in Diablo there's a there's a thing where basically because your your items are random drops, you get like the right characteristics on items, and you have the right ones on your character, mm. you can really just kind of overpower things focusing on a specific skill set. Yeah. And um I and I do that with my wizard in Diablo 3 on uh, specifics to meteors and using fire spells. Uh-huh. But there's lots of ways where it's like you're you are crap on health and armor, but this one spell you have that you can cast infinitely because you have armor that doesn't cost resources for it oh. or something like that you can just spam this attack that does like 400 <laughs> or 4000 percent damage like like you could figure out cool yeah. combinations like that and i think that's something that they use in the game to I do gotcha that. i gotcha interesting so yeah um but let's get into the music because yeah it's a blizzard game so it's got an amazing soundtrack it is a really good soundtrack so the music was composed by matt ullman uh, who did the music for the Diablo series, as well as the Burning Crusade expansion for World of, War- uh, World of Warcraft. He also did the music for Torchlight 1 and 2. Now, his very first game, Chops, you know. Mm-hmm. His first game that Matt Ullman worked on, the music he did for it. It's one that you know, and you, I think I actually kind of like. Should I guess? Uh, well, you'll never get it. Really? There's okay. no way. All right. 
Justice League Task Force for Sega Genesis. A oh, game we played this. That it was the fighting game. Yep, it's the it's the DC fighting game. Yeah. That's crazy. He did the music for that. We did a <laughs> retro relapse on his first game he did the music for. And I remember the music being the music pretty good. The music was decent, yeah. yeah. It wasn't bad. The, the game was terrible, but the music was decent. Yeah, the, the game wasn't not very good. I... Uh, but yeah, he did the uh, the music for Justice League Task Force for Genesis, Sega Genesis. Wow. Yep. Uh, his music for the game uh, in this game is really, really dark with a very creepy ambiance. Very, very creepy. Yeah, and it's it's orchestral. Yeah. So it's you've got like the full range of creepiness. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's it's really good. So uh, what song are we listening to first here, Josh? We're gonna play, and then these songs are really long, so we're gonna play a little bit more than what we normally do. We're not gonna play the whole thing, yeah. but we're gonna play Act One, Tristram, which is the town that you're at in Act One, and it's mostly the town you're at in all of Act Ones, I think, in all the games. Um, oh yeah, because even in Diablo Three, you go to Tristram, and this is your choice of a song that you. Yeah, really this like. I really like this song. It's uh, town music. Music and video games I usually really enjoy anyway, but uh, there's just something really heavy and kind of depressing, yeah, very foreboding about this song. Let's go ahead and listen to it. So the, uh, the song of Tristram here. Do you like? Do you know what I think of? What? Which I sh- I probably shouldn't, but maybe you'll maybe you'll hear it as well. It reminds me of something you might hear as background music in like the Nightmare Before Christmas. A little bit. It's not as upbeat. Yeah, it's not as jaunty. But in, in the Halloween town. Yeah, yeah I, I, can, right? I can see that as... Uh, it reminds me of Halloween town. It's really kind of creepy and dark and I I love it. Like, it's it's great, like the strings and like the, the haunting kind of like whistling melodies and yes. stuff. And at like the minute mark, um, it came into that like the larger fuller piece. Yeah. 
And I wouldn't have minded if it just like kind of got to that a little bit sooner. Like yeah. the buildup is cool, but th- it does. It just it, it it reminds me of like an old western town. I could see that. That's like yeah. deserted or cursed. And then that whistle is like a tumbleweed flowing in. Uh-huh. Like it's just in my head I picture I picture dust, but I picture like a little bit of darkness and just like a looming of death. Yeah. Not that there's is death, but it's looming. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's I, uh, really cool. Yeah, I really enjoy the song. It's uh, uh, uh what was I gonna say? Uh, the the town. Ta- I mean, the I I guess I they probably made the song because, like you know, you said it takes a little bit to get into the the song. Yeah, but I mean, it's a a pretty big game. Like you're wandering oh, yeah, around you'll, town you'll for a get bit. Into so these yeah, songs. I don't even know. Like, I don't remember when they would repeat when I was playing them. Yeah. Like, but uh, the songs do. They it helps tell the narrative mm-hmm. of your character in the story that you're in. So you have a uh, a song choice as well. Yes, this is Ball. This is in Act Five. This is from the expansion, and this is uh, basically his kind of theme. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll go ahead and play it. So, uh, a little-known fact that uh, uh, I thought I'd like to share with the listeners is that I have a really hard time sneaking up on people because when I arrive in a, ch- a room, that song begins to play oh, as soon as I walk in. And people are just like, oh, it's Craig. Oh, you hear like the, the fluttering of strings and like, oh, Craig's coming. Craig that, pulled in. Is that a flutter, like a flutter of bat wings on the wind? No, I think it's just Craig arrived. <laughs> that. I was getting anxious listening to this. It's a very anxious song. It does such a good job of ramping up to something terrible coming. Yes. And it was just, and like the mix of like 
terror feelings and then like overwhelming like power fe- like like these yeah. har- these strong um uh chords and harmonies opposed to the dissonance and like the the quickness of some of the strings mm-hmm. it's just a it's an amazing orchestral piece i would love to see this perform live oh yeah this that would be great it would be so great live but it's it is like a movie soundtrack of like mm-hmm. I couldn't even put a type of movie on this, like horror, adventure, sci-fi, suspense. suspense. Like, it's just an epic. Yeah, it's great. They, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, Omen really did a great job with the soundtrack. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I, I really enjoy the music for Diablo Two. Uh, and I mean, you'll you'll hear it quite a bit, you know, the the themes of the dungeons and yeah. stuff, and you know, you'll you'll uh, if you go through this game, uh, which you know is you should, yeah, it's technically still available. It's it's definitely worth looking into. I mm-hmm. uh, even if my memories were not very positive for this game, and uh, uh, you know, I, I it was a little sullied for me, uh, you know, it's definitely worth looking into. Mm-hmm. That's true. So uh, we just want to do a quick plug here of uh, one of our shows before we get into our next thing. Oh, yeah. We wanted to chat about uh, uh, Last Action Podcast. Yes. We've uh, uh, mentioned it you know, before on the show, uh, but we wanted to give a little bit of a quick spotlight to LPJ and Sphinx, who are uh, working on uh, uh, getting you content involving action movies. Yes. It comes out every Monday. They'll talk about an action film that they've watched recently or something that's on their favorite list and then go through the whole story. Uh, the story of the movie, how it got made, things around it that happened, how they liked it, actors and things that are in it, and uh, uh, give it a rating as well. Yeah, and there's a couple of uh, kind of uh, jumping points that uh, me and Chops especially want to highlight on yes. because uh, we've each been on an episode. I was on Goldfinger where we talked about uh, the James Bond classic. Uh-huh, and I was on G.I. Joe the movie where uh, it's a childhood favorite of mine and LBJ's and... It was a lot of fun to talk about it and make Nick's or sorry Sphinx suffer through it. <laughs> so you should definitely give them a listen and give them a like and share. Uh, Last Action Pod on all the things. So. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, make sure to give that a uh, a listen. And if you enjoyed the episodes that you know me and Chops are on, well, you know, keep on listening. Yes, yes. So let's get into our retro relapse. Jones in for a classic game. It's time for retro relapse on the Legend of Retro podcast. <laughs> All right, so this week we played on the Super Nintendo. This isn't just any old game, though. This, this is, yeah. This was our Game Genie pick. Yes. Uh, so uh, with uh, the way we've reworked Game Genie to make it nice and legit for uh, Patreon is uh, we get your guys' uh, uh, offers, we put it up on the vote, and you guys get to vote on what we're going to uh, play on one, during our uh, recording session. Right. And so... The first winner of the the voting for uh, game G- our game genie perk is James Pond Two Robocod for Super Nintendo or Super James Pond or Super James Pond as yes. it was called for the Super Nintendo. Yep, because it was out on multiple systems. It was quite a few, right? It was on the Game Gear, the Master System, the Genesis, the PlayStation, PS2, Game Boy, Super Nintendo, um, Game Boy Advance, and DS, and. Oh, also Amiga, Atari, uh, a lot of a lot of stuff. <laughs> it was out for a lot of stuff, and it had different publishers for each version. That's so so weird. 
Ocean Software did the Game Boy and SNES version, whereas Electronic Arts did the Genesis version. Oh. Um, so we played this game. It is very weird. Yeah. So you play as this fish in like a robot suit. Yeah, it doesn't even look like robot suit in the in the. He's like wearing he armor. Look like armor. Yeah, he's wearing like and, robo armor. And he can stretch up and grab th- onto things and crawl or hang, uh, grab on the yeah, like ledges and stuff. Yeah, and jump on things. He doesn't have an attack. Yeah, he jumps on enemies. It's a, a pretty standard platformer. And he's got some speed to him on hills and things like that. He really gets moving. He gives Sonic a run for his money, yeah, man. Yeah. When he's running down those hills, he goes so fast. And you collect things. Random things, Random, yeah. like, globes or clocks, ice cream, uh, <laughs> keys. So like, weird. None of them have real meaning, I don't think. And you, uh, Well, it seems like uh, uh, you're at, like, Santa's workshop or something, right? You're at, like, the North Pole or I something? I don't even know. Is there a plot to this game? Let's see. I mean, it takes immediately after its predecessor. Um... Although Acme Oil Company has been destroyed by James Pond, Pond's arch enemy, Dr. Maybe, survived and has retreated to the North Pole, (laughs) where he's taken over Santa's workshop. Dr. Maybe is holding Santa's workers hostage and has turned many of Santa's helpers into his own twisted and dangerous assistants. And James Pond is recruited to infiltrate Santa's grotto, free the captive penguins, retrieve the stolen toys for the children around the world, and defeat Dr. Maybe. I, so I, can I, I didn't get any of that from the game. Uh, well, no, there's there's no intro scene or anything like no. that. You know, maybe it's in the instruction manual. I don't know, but uh, I I appreciate the James Bond reference in Doctor Maybe. Yes, yes. Clearly, they went into a very different direction with James Bond too, because it's like Santa's workshop. I mean, that's I mean, though I guess if he was destroying an Acme, you know, like uh uh uh. uh you know, but like the the people that make like Wiley E. Coyotes uh, <laughs> defective equipment is that who, the Acme they're referring to? I don't know. I but I what what I thought like the the one thing that I was a little disappointed on in James Super James Pond is that like you so you stretch like you said, and at first I was like oh so like you stretch up and then let go and then you can kind of like float down on an angle from there, like left or right. Like I was, his feet come up to him. Yeah. That's and, what I thought, too. Yeah, and so you, you do that, and then you let go, and you just slide right back down to the same position you're yep. in. And it's like, oh, that's kind of weird and a little clunky. I don't know. It's it's an interesting mechanic. I appreciate the fact that it's so different than, like, anything else, but it's just, I don't know, it's really weird. Yeah, it's it's the controls are floaty too a little floaty and like the, when you jump and you're not stretching um like the regular running around and stuff isn't too bad but like i feel like like once you hit a hill you can't control what's no. going on because you're so fast oh yeah and the the climbing was a little iffy too like if you tap down even the slightest bit you'd let go and fall to your yeah. death which was annoying yeah, I I ended up wa- like I I don't think I proceeded through the game in a standard fashion when I was playing. Uh, I I was just sort of wandering around and like I ended up getting on a ledge and I found some secret like like it, by, hidden behind a wall door that went into like uh like a level where I was on a train. 
Oh, I didn't get that far or get into that. No. Yeah, it was it was real weird. I I found some like secret level or something. Weird. And I ended up like doing this like train level and like it was weird because it was like one of those scrolling levels. Like if you yeah. if you stayed back too far, you'd get caught behind like bri- uh, blocks or whatever. And uh, I don't know. It was just like bizarre. Like these planes kept like dive bombing me, like toy planes. Weird. Yeah. I went through a door and I had like these strange like. I don't know. They're cactus like platforms. I don't know. They're yellow, solid. I don't know. It was weird. There was one level that had bullets that were flying at me. It's a um, very bizarre and kind of eccentric game because like the the color pat like the the color motif of everything is like real real bright. Yeah. And I don't know. Like when I thought James Bond, I thought like oh okay so sneaky yeah James Bond reference right. or something you know and it's. Kind of not. Maybe the first game is more like that, but not the second game. The the game was just had no real direction to me. I climbed the top of the 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 toy shop, whatever, in the very beginning, and I was like, oh, what's up here? And then as I went down, it's just like, oh, this door's locked. This door's locked. This door's locked. This door's locked. And then I finally get to the bottom, and it goes in. I'm like, oh, this is what it is. (laughs) It was just it was weird. (laughs) It's a very bizarre game. Yeah, I uh, I I uh, yeah. It's very, the, very bizarre. The redeeming factor for me on this is the song in the very beginning. The intro? And I'm going to play it for you right now because I really enjoy it. background <laughs> it's not bad it's the music is it's, pretty good it's a parody of the robocop sound song like the soundtrack or theme throughout it which is really funny and it was made by uh or composed by richard joseph who i don't even know what else he's done oh richard joseph um, you mean um the guy that um did the the super james pond soundtrack i guess so i don't even know what else he's done i don't see anything in here that seemed like no other video game soundtracks. Like I see video game soundtracks, but I don't see anything that stands out to me. Ah, well, any any other games? Oh, there's a lot of games. He did the first James Bond. He did the third James Bond. The second one. So he's not James Bond, is what you're saying? He did. He did a. He's done a lot of stuff, but none of these seem. I don't even know what any of these are. Oh, he did Elder Scrolls, for Oblivion. What? He worked on Elder Scrolls? He did... What? He did WizKid? Um, he did Oblivion. He, or he he was one of the guys Street who did Oblivion. He did Street Racer in 1997. Um, I'm trying to see if there's anything else that looks familiar. He did the Three Ninjas Kickback game. What? Uh... Yeah, that's all I got. I, I will have to look at this list later and see if you recognize any of them. Man. But that was the only redeeming factor of this game. I did not really enjoy it. It was not. The, I'm sure if I had the, the instructions, there may have been a little bit more explanation to things. But in this day and age where we can't always get the physical version of the game, right? We just kind of deal with what we got. Yeah, I uh, I feel like the uh, like I like the aspect of being able to like you know wander around in the hub world, but. 
it, it was a little frustrating that it's like, oh, they're all locked. Yeah. I ended up finding a secret level, which was kind of cool. So I'll give it points for that. And I feel like the 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 mechanics of the game, while they weren't bad, they weren't especially great. Right. What do you give it on the eight bit scale? Uh, I kind of just give it like a two. Really. I now, really so the, didn't enjoy it. I I would say like a four. I just feel like it's it's not, it's not like I didn't think to myself like oh I need to keep playing this, but I also didn't think like oh this is painful. It was just sort of like oh okay it's got some weird mechanics. It's not bad. Like the the controls aren't terrible. They're not great. Yeah, it just didn't have. I don't know. Like it was hard for me to tell like how much life I had. I also had that issue. I um, couldn't like like James Pond. I looked down and he's like smiling at me at the bottom of the screen, and I'm like, I guess I'm okay. And I got hit one more time, and it's like James Pond's like, No, you're dead. It's like yeah. well, you were smiling. Yeah, and he had like fingers for how many lives you had, which I noticed that. Yeah, I thought that was kind of. Um, oh, maybe one hand was lives and the other hand is health hits have, you have. I have no idea. Uh, I, I'd have to you know play it again. I was to disappointed find out. that they didn't play up the James Pond. Maybe parody. that's yeah. Maybe that's what um, I was I was hoping for is the more a uh, James Bondy type yeah. kind of thing. Instead, it's he's at Santa's workshop. It's just really weird. Yeah, I just wasn't a huge fan of it. Yeah. So, uh, I if you're a fan of good intro music, yeah, play this game. <laughs> I'm sure it, it, this is a game people have fond memories of if it's something you played as a kid, but. I'm not sure if it holds up these days, like our like our memories do for games that we played as kids. But yeah, I, I, let us know different. You know, let us absolutely. know in the Discord or on our Facebook page. Absolutely, we'll uh, we'll have uh, more uh, uh, votes coming in the future, of course, for uh, uh, another game. Yeah, our, uh, re- our retro relapse choices for the game Genie Perk. So uh, if you are already a member of Patreon. You know, awesome. If not, well, think about it. You can definitely influence the show. Yeah, go to patreon.com slash GameZilla Media, and you'll find out there what you can contribute to get different perks like uh, Game Genie, Game Shark, and our uh, Patreon episodes that we release. Yeah, yeah, those are the the Game Shark episodes. Those are a lot of fun. But uh, aside from that, though, I think it's about time we jump into our uh, NES Music Bracket. Yeah. What's up, everybody? Xander here, just popping in to tell you about the NES Music Bracket for this week. Uh, This week, we have Bobble Bobble main theme composed by Tadashi Kimijima. Thank you. 
going up against that is the title sequence from Journey to Silius, which was composed by Naoki Kodaka. the end of round two just a couple more matchups to go uh so we will see you next time and uh we'll jump back to the guys well chops i just really want to thank you uh and uh potentially xander depending on how we slapped that uh, music bracket together right right uh right. <laughs> definitely means a lot that uh you're with me here and uh, i want to thank our listeners it yeah. was uh definitely uh uh, nice to be able to go through Diablo 2, a classic. Yeah, it's a classic dungeon crawler, and uh, we appreciate all your support. So continue to let us know how we're doing, recommend games or things that you might want to see on the show. We would love to hear from you. Yeah. And rate and review us on anywhere you listen to us. So iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, gotta wherever sp- it is. Got to spread that uh, Legend of Retro love. And um, I don't know. I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else you want to say real quick? Uh, only other thing I want to uh, mention is uh, through our channels, through Facebook, through Discord, you know, uh, let us know what games you'd like to see in the, the Retro Relapse. Because even if you're not a patron, 
I mean, throw the options out there. We'll put it to the vote. And it might get chosen. And it might get chosen. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, and if, if you luck out that way, great. But, I mean, you'll have a vote and have a lot more say in the matter if you are a patron. So, by all means, join us if you are interested. Absolutely. Well, uh, on that note, I just want to say thanks for uh, watching, and we'll see you next time when, when the legend, legend continues. continues.